Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back, Gator Nation, to the Respect Our Decision podcast, episode 35. It is April the 5th, and as always, this is your boy, Hirsch, and with me is the hype man, Wes. Good, Gator Nation. And CJ, the man, McCann. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey, Gator Nation. A lot of recruiting info to get to today. Around the bases with CJ later in the program, the Florida Gators are still crushing the baseball out of the park at record pace. As always, guys, make sure you go out there and download the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And, guys, hey, if you can, check out the YouTube channel we got for y'all, Respect Our Decision. You can watch the episode there. And while you're there, guys, go ahead, drop a like on the video, hit the notification bell so you get a notification each time we drop content. And make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Helps us out a great deal. And hey, CJ's going to tell you real quick about a promotion we got going for a giveaway for the month of April. CJ. Hey, because you guys see this hat that's on my head. If you don't, you're not watching the YouTube channel and you should be watching the YouTube channel. If you like this hat with the Sunday White Florida Baseball Program lettering on the front there, it's a golf style hat from our friends at Alma Mater. They are local Gators. We're going to be doing a giveaway with one of these hats right here. So all you have to do is go over to our YouTube page, subscribe, like, and comment on a video in the month of April. 
and we're going to enter your name into a drawing at the end of the month. And we're going to give you away one of these free hats right here and to try to help grow our YouTube channel and try to give back to you guys for supporting us. Absolutely, guys. We appreciate all of you that have subscribed this week. Numbers are jumping, man. It helps us a tremendous amount and it helps us to be able to bring y'all more content in the future. And as always, guys, if you'd like to support us as creators, you can check out our Patreon at Respect Our Decision and and always, you know, make a contribution there to become a patron for our show. Guys, before we get going, just want to make sure we remind you, you know, we're partnering with Prize Picks right now. Great time to get out there and sign up for Prize Picks. Make that opening deposit. Use code RESPECT100. Get your deposit matched up to $100. Hey, Masters starting tomorrow. I don't know who you got, but you can go put some 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 dollars down on it, man. Uh, you know, NCAA is out, out, but, you know, NBA playoffs coming up. MLB baseball in full swing. No pun intended. And, of course, if you're just, you know, you're just that diehard football guy, man, the XFL's out there for you. The USFL is about to start up. I don't know who these cats are, but, you know, you can always bet on them if you do. So, guys, go ahead. Make sure you use that promo code RESPECT100. Get $100 matched up on your first deposit. All right, guys. Man, another week, another commitment. We like it. We like it when this happens, man. The the, the snowball is, is starting to roll down the hill. It's gaining some momentum. And, um... I think it's about to bust the dam open here pretty shortly, but until it does, we're going to talk about the now and Austin Simmons, 2025 quarterback out of Pahokee, Muckvick, committed to the Florida Gators this week. A tremendous, tremendously smart, well-spoken young man. If you haven't had a chance to watch any of his videos, the young man's about to turn 17. He's already graduated from high school. Um, Number 56 overall prospect in the composite for the 2025 season. But, guys, there's a lot of talk that he may not stay there, that he may reclassify. And we're not talking about reclassifying the 2024 class. There's talk he may reclassify to the 2023 class. That would be on campus this fall. Man, that. That's not something we've ever pretty much heard of right there, guys. Um, CJ, we'll start with you, man. What's your thoughts on on that and what it could mean? Um, I think that it would, if it did happen, I, I don't know it will. He's, he's basically been pretty open uh, about how far ahead he really is um, in, in school to the point where he's pretty well done with high school. Um, and he's just kind of floated it out there to say, yeah, I could, I could do this. Um, and so we don't really know, but I mean – I think it would be, you know, there are some some positives and some negatives to it, and I think a lot of people were kind of, uh, you know, like, no, I don't want that. I want you to stay in the 25 class, and I want you to recruit that class, you know, be the quarterback there. But, you know, we didn't get a quarterback in this recruiting class. Um, you know, the things happened with the person. I mean, yeah, technically <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get a quarterback in this recruiting class. So if we got him here at 23, that would definitely help out and give us a a, a full you know cycle of quarterbacks and, and help out the room a lot um, from where we're at right now. Because, you know, you've got a guy like Graham Mertz who's only got a year, is, is probably only going to be here a year. Um, you know, Jack Miller is another guy who, who probably won't be around here much longer. Then you have Max Brown. 
who doesn't have a lot of experience either. And then you've got a lot of the wall calling guys that have come around. But I think that, that Austin Simmons, if he does do that, I don't think it'll be a bad thing. I think it'll be a good thing for the quarterback room. Then you still got, uh, you know, DJ coming in at 24. Um, and then the 2025 class still has more quarterbacks. So if you wanted to get a kid for 2025, like AJ Hill in uh, Houston County, or somebody just just name dropping him, somebody like that, you could still go out there and do that. Um, and the way we prioritize our quarterbacks, I feel like that's very possible that we could still pull one of those names. Absolutely, Wes. What are your thoughts on this, man? It's a it's a it's a wild situation, not one that we've never actually probably seen. Yeah. Um... Jumping two classes, but to put things in context, I know people have a lot of questions about that. Uh, as CJ alluded to, or you or CJ, I forgot which one of you guys said it, uh, he will be turning 17 shortly this summer. So he's technically a month behind DJ Lagway as far as age is concerned. So He was held back in the eighth grade, just for, yeah. for info out there. And he's a big kid, so he's not some strawny kid that if he comes to the 23 class that needs to put on weight, maybe he needs to get physically in the weight room, of course, coming from high school, all that is sure. But as a quarterback, how much do you really need to, you know, quarterbacks don't really lift weights unless your name is Will Levis. But anyway, um, uh, this kid is a mature kid. He's very smart, as we 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 really talked about. I think he already has 15 credits as far as uh, – School is concerned for college, uh, so that means uh, the kid is disciplined. Uh, he's put he's putting the time in and the work in education. Uh, so the transition uh, mentally, I don't think, will be as hard as maybe the the game speed. That's always an adjustment, especially SEC speed. That may be the only concern. But nobody's saying he's coming here to start day one. To me, uh, it only help him being exposed to the program and actually learn faster, being in the program, seeing the practices, uh, being able to practice. That is the plus side of all the other things because I feel like mentally uh, it, uh, the, 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 the sky is the ceiling. He's talking about getting PhDs and stuff and all this stuff uh, uh, once he gets to college. So uh, very, very smart kid, very articulate. Uh, would love to have him in uh, now, kind of separate him and DJ Lagway, either or. I just wouldn't want him in the 24 class, but if he can come in the 23 class and stay in the 24, which I don't think he would stay in the 25 class. If he's talking about going to 23, then he's definitely probably going to jump to 24 if he doesn't do 23. So, But I would love to have him in and get him in the program uh, this year and, and start working. Yeah, a couple other factors here. Um, one, like you said, very smart kid. We're talking about PhDs. I believe it's on record. He has a. He said he has a 5.34 GPA, which is ridiculous. I don't even understand the math behind that math. Um, he explained it. I'm still lost. Been a long time since them days. <laughs> um, so obviously he knows Florida is a great school for him to come to to further his education. So I'm sure that played a, a huge role. Um. And also a little, uh, you know, bonus to the young man. He's a phenomenal up-and-coming baseball pitcher. Um, believe we we his his fastball is already clocked out right now in the low nineties. I believe CJ, you said ninety-three. Yeah, ninety-three was his last clocked fastball. Left-handed pitchers are a premium, man. And um, what was it? Just two weeks ago, week and a half ago. He got an offer from Sully to play for the for the baseball team as well. So you're talking about a kid who could come in next year 
Maybe he doesn't. Maybe maybe he doesn't see any snaps on the football field, but he might he might get some action on the diamond instead. I mean, one way or another, it looks like this young man might be contributing to the Florida Gators sooner than later. And I'm sure that ability to probably probably you know come in and play for such a great baseball team as we know we had year in and year out is playing a little bit of a factor as well. Whereas I know DJ's talked about playing baseball. I don't personally think DJ will end up playing at baseball at Florida. I know he said he's had, he will, but I know family members have told other people like Dave uh, Waters, you know, for Gators breakdown that they don't personally think that he'll end up doing that. Whereas this kid, I absolutely, if he's on campus next year or this year, excuse me, I could see him, you know, possibly playing for the baseball team next year. Um, it's a good problem to have. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. It, it's not going to hurt anybody. DJ Lagway knows that this kid was committing. He was here with him on his last visit. Um, when uh, Jeremiah Smith was on campus, DJ was here. Austin Simmons was here that day as well. I'm sure they all talked. There was no secrets in this. In this, Coach Napier doesn't operate that way. Um, they've been very honest. Everything pretty much that the that we plan to do they're running by DJ because, you know, the guys are primary recruiter out there, you know, always talking to kids. Um, so there's no bad blood. There's no bad. Oh, well, y'all are taking this kid. This, you know, this is supposed to be my spot. A quarterback like DJ Lagway doesn't fear Austin Simmons or anybody else in the country. So that's not going to be a factor. Um, you bring the kid in, you see what he's got. If he mentally can digest the playbook. Obviously, like you said, it's a little bit of a different factor to get on the field physically. He's 247, has him at 6'2 and a half, 180. Some people say he's 6'4, probably split the difference somewhere in the middle. But he's a big kid. If you've seen pictures of him, he looks very, very big for being a kid that's, you know, coming up two classes. Yeah. <laughs> he's putting so, it pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, and he's a lefty, man. I just love it. I love it. And last lefty quarterback worked out fairly decent. You know what I'm saying? Um, not everybody can be that guy. We understand that. But, man, it's it's exciting. to. I like the left-handed quarterbacks myself. I'm, you know, I'm Falcons fan, Mike Vick, all that good stuff, Tebow with the Gators. So, guys, of course, if you're a quarterback coming to the University of Florida, you, you want to think about, hey, man, who am I going to be throwing the ball to? And the Gators are, are – just bringing in wide receivers about as fast as you can blink, man. The wide receiver talk is, it's like a different guy every day right now. Um, a couple of hot names this week. One, uh, Blake Alderman from um, 247 dropped the old crystal ball for Mario Craver out of Alabama. If you never heard of Mario Craver, he's, he's number 239 overall prospect in the country, but kind of a small guy, 5'9". 160 pounds, maybe, on a good day. Um, <laughs> but this is not a kid that's just under the radar. I mean, this kid's got offers from Bama. He's got offers from, from Auburn, Tennessee. So plenty of competition for this kid. But um, I don't know, man. Maybe this. Maybe the coaching staff sees this, guys, as an uh, answer to our return game, you know, long unsolved problem. What y'all think about a receiver of that size? Wes? I'm all for it. You know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, but, you know, uh, we, last short guy we had was Kadarius Tony. 
And we saw how that played out from uh, was he from just from the same state as well? Mobile. He's from Mobile. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. So uh, I like that. Uh, I like shifty guys, especially in the slot, that can do things after the catch and get them the ball in space. Hey, Napier loves to run a lot of screens. Uh, this may be something that uh, wide receiver screen to, to this type of kid uh, that that can make something happen after the, after the catch. He is the number thirty five. Uh, receiving the country, so there's no slight being just because he's the third. You think of the number 35, but that, that means just 34 of the receivers better than him. But when you think about all the receivers that go to different colleges in the in the country, that's pretty good. So, uh, he's in the top 300, uh, top 50, 250, if you want to be more precise. So, uh, I wouldn't mind having that type of guy, especially like you said in the return game, jet sweep type of guy, things you can do with uh, those, those type of weapons. So uh, and though, and he could be vastly underrated. Uh, when you're that short, you don't get the. Yeah, pump. you get you you take a bump when you're yeah. when you're not a certain height for yeah, sure. Yeah, so that that and that's it, yeah. So that's not saying that he's not even a good receiver to be uh, to be that size and actually be in the top two forty uh, as far as recruit speaks to how good and talented he really is. So uh, I, I'm all for it, getting those type of speed guys because. We've seen this big, slow type of guys that we have, and we haven't had a lot of game breakers here uh, at Florida in a while. So uh, I, I like game breakers. CJ? Uh, I don't really put too much stock into, like, uh, like how tall a receiver is. Uh, I think you, you, when you look at a receiver, you've got usually three to four of those guys on the field at, at, at the same time. So if you can have – you know, those guys all be kind of different and have different, you know, sets of what they can do. It really helps out anyway. Um, you know, a guy like him, you know, you end up with guys like like Danny Amendola or a guy like Julian Edelman or a guy like Tavon Austin and just kind of get lost in the slot. You know, those guys, you know, they're short. It's harder for some of those bigger guys to kind of find you. You get lost and you can get open easier. And especially with the kind of speed the guys apparently got, um, I don't really, you know, put too much stock into a guy being short. I mean, it is what it is to me. Can you ball? Can you play? That's to me. That's that's it. I think that in the end of the day, I don't really care about you know how you look in you know combine pajamas, as Dan Campbell says. I want to see your gameplay. I want to see how you look on the field. So, I mean, some of the greatest players of all time, they've all come in different shapes and different sizes. So, I, I'm not I'm not worried about his size at all. Yeah, and one last point. To, to Hersh's part about the offers, I mean, you have Alabama, you have Hugh Freeze in Auburn, who's offered him, us, Tennessee, and Arkansas. That's five SEC schools that's offering this kid, so he is SEC ready. Right. You don't take much stock in size. Dan Mullen is offended by your comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a, I don't need every receiver we get to be six, seven, two. To be a tight end. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we got tight ends. We've got tall receivers. We've got them. Let's let's get these guys in there with speed. Man's trying to clone Kyle Pitts every chance he got. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, next, man, a guy that visited yesterday, and, and this guy's got to be in the lead, I mean, for my favorite name of the year, besides uh, the quarterback uh, about to go to Ohio State, Aaron Nolan. I love that quarterback, that name for a quarterback. But, man, this name for a receiver? Nitro he's, not to, he's, he's not going to Miami. No, sorry, Miami. I guess the uh, <laughs> uh, sub one dollar shares aren't paying out like they did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the the life wallet is is a little dusty this cycle so far. Um, 
Nitro Tuggle, man. What a name for a wide receiver. Are you kidding me right now? So there was Speedy Noil. <laughs> Nitro Tuggle visited us yesterday um, out of the state of Indiana. Not usually a state you see us go recruiting receivers from, but, man, this staff's all over the place. Now, you talk about size. 6'3", 190 on this kid, but supposed to be, like his name would allude to, pretty quick. So um, he's only number 457 in the composite, but once again, go check out that offer list, creeping up on offers. Auburn, Miami, and two-time national champion uh, Georgia Bulldogs have offered this kid. So, I mean – Pretty popular guy, you know, um, but there's some real good feelings around the program right now about where the Gators stand with Nitro Tuggle. That's that's all I've heard recently. I think this is a kid they jumped on real quick and and really liked their film, liked his film, and were like, nah, we need to get this kid down here before he blows up. So, like I said, man, I there there's Looks like we're going to take three to four wide receivers this cycle. Always know Jeremiah Smith is a plus one to whoever we added this class, guys. If we sign four wide receivers and Jeremiah Smith calls on National Signing Day, he's got a spot. That's one of those guys you don't worry about that. You figure it out. <laughs> right. So I think now it, it it's going to be a race for some of these guys to decide who wants to be in this class and who doesn't because – I think once the first guy pops that you might see a couple other follow real quick behind it to save their spot. Um, real encouraging stuff out of the wide receiver room ever since Billy G got, got hired and you've seen the offers just flying out and kids just visiting every other day is just like you've seen all, all these wide receivers visit. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see who all they wind up this class with. Um, Moving on to a visit we had over the weekend, and this one was a, a very interesting visit. Linebacker Christopher Jones out of Virginia. Uh, Christopher Jones is 6'2", 220 linebacker, number 143 overall player in the in the composite. Um, and, man, there's been a lot of good reports. He brought his whole family down. They spent the weekend in, in Gainesville, and – at least as far as reports from Gator Gators in the know would say that Florida Gators look like they stand in pretty good shape for this one. And so, guys, I got to ask you, does, does Jay Bateman actually have us? CJ? It would appear it would appear so. It would appear that, that Bateman do indeed got us. Um especially if you if you get this. Get this. What if, what is, if we if we got him to put with Graham and Hayes? Three top one fifty linebackers. When is the last time we had that many great linebackers in one class, man? Like it's been two thousand and uh, I don't know six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like it, right? You know, to get that many big name linebackers, linebackers in the class. Yeah. That, oh my gosh, you can flip the whole room on its head. You, you it's, get those guys in. Probably since the Alex Anzalone class. Wow, yeah, Anzalone and, and those Jared Davis and those guys. Even those guys. Yeah, that would be more. it. I mean, you know, I mean, like, come on, like, that would be great. You could add these guys to. Uh, be at that point would be a, a elder statesman Shamar James with 
Jaden Robinson, and then you would add those three guys to it, the sky would be the limit with those guys to be that that talented the linebacker room. We hadn't we hadn't seen that kind of talent linebacker room in years. That would be great. Wes, what's your thought, thoughts on on that man? You we've we've spent the last since the creation of this show. The running joke has been, you know, Bateman got us. Yeah, man. Um, we'll see what Bateman uh, if he can close this. I think he answered. Uh, he 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 would answer all questions. Uh, he did get Jaden Robinson last uh, last class, and he missed on a few guys. But the thing uh, we worried about was recruiting because of that. But the only we, we saw the maturation of Amari Bernie uh, and how better he looked on the field. Uh, we 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 saw Shamar get better uh, as a freshman. Uh, we we hearing good things about. Uh, uh, Williams, Scooby, Scooby Williams in practice now. Um, so it wasn't the on-field thing with Baden. It was can he bring in top talented guys? And if he can get this, his third back in the class, his job is done. Now he can. We were talking about Corey Raymond focusing on the season. That's all Bateman has to do. If he gets this kid in the class, uh, athletic guy that could, that from his film that can cover, played running back in high school as well. So uh, he's an athletic type of linebacker that can cover. Uh, tight ends can move in the flats. That type of backer to go with uh, Graham, and, and I mean, I, I, I got no question, nothing else for Bateman. Bateman, his job is done for for good. So uh, I like Christopher Jones, the addition of another highly rated top uh, linebacker to go with uh, the two that we already have, and, and that that'll be phenomenal. I, I mean, I just I'm I'm kind of dumbfounded, man. We spent <laughs> maybe we motivated this man with our hashtag. I don't know what to tell you. Because you saw steady linebacker improvement on the field. You're seeing steady linebacker recruiting. I can't wait for, uh, you know, to see what the young man we signed last year when he gets on the field. He just looks like he's going to be a stud. Jay Bateman's, uh, for right now, Jay Bateman's good in my book. He He's he's solid to go. Um, He need to get over there. He's going to get his class wrapped up and get over there and help uh, Rob Sale and yeah. – and Stapleton do some offensive line recruiting here in a minute if he don't, you know, if they don't hurry the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> um, another visitor over the weekend, guys, was defensive tackle Jaden Jackson out of IMG. Um, of course, you know, Gators for years, we had that IMG curse, but man, we're getting more and more kids to visit and really seem to be liking their visit. And this is another kid, man, that 6'2, 300 pounds, only ranked 528, but. I think this is a kid right here that's flying deeply under the radar right now. Now he's at IMG, so he's going to get some eyes on him. There's no doubt about that. Once again, guys, sometimes you got to look past what the number is and, and keep scrolling. You know, when you go to a player's profile in 247, you the first thing you do, you see their picture, their name, you scroll, you see their weight, and then you see what they're ranked on the composite and all that. And you keep scrolling a little bit. You get to what really tells us a, a story about a kid, and that's the offer list. You know, and we're going to keep talking about this because this kid's got offers from Ohio State, Tennessee, Penn State, Miami, uh, 32 offers in all. This ain't a kid that, that teams are just like, oh, he's down our list. I mean, there's a lot of schools after this young man. Um, I'll take a defensive tackle – that's 300 pounds out of IMG all day long. I mean, Will Norman was there last year. Obviously, he left and went back up north. But, hey, 
man, we need we need some tackle. We need we need two good defensive tackles in this class. So if Jaden Jackson is that guy, man, let's let's wrap it up and get him on in here. Cause that can do nothing but help. Chaos has got a little work to do ahead of him this this cycle. So um we're gonna get to another guy uh in a minute that's gonna visit this weekend. Um, another guy that we had talked about here previously in the past is Xavier Mincy. And this week, Corey Bender put in a prediction on own three for the Gators to land Zay Mincy. Um, Zay Mincy, 6'3", 190. He's listed as a safety. I think the staff maybe views him more as a uh, as the star, a nickel, as we know him about. Kind of a guy that could maybe play a multitude of positions. Big kid. You know, uh, number 165 overall in the composite. It's a ringing theme out here, guys. The Gators are are really zeroing in on some some more elite in-state talent. Um, any thoughts on on Zay Mincy possibly being in this class, Wes? Yeah, I know you were talking about uh, the wide receiver board. Uh, somebody might pop, and then might see some guys. Oh, let me get in before I get left out. I can see the same thing happening with this secondary as well. Uh, pretty much we talked about last week, Corey Raymond locking up his class and not uh, and focusing on the season. I just mentioned that earlier when I was referring to uh, uh, um, Bolt. I'm about to say Boltman. Uh, <laughs> Bateman. But uh, I, I like this kid. Uh, I like him in the class. I'm going to trust in Corey Raymond. That's been well said and documented here on this podcast as well. Uh, type of kid that that he likes and wants to develop, and if you want to come, you want to be developed. That's you want to play up under. So uh, I kind of like this. I like uh, uh, we we mentioned some of his offers as well: Auburn, Arkansas, uh, and of course Dion out there in Colorado is one of the offers that he has as well. So um, gotta love this type of kid. Uh, home state. Uh, Trying to keep a lot of, I know we were going to have some kids that in Texas, and that's kind of like a DJ Lagway connection thing, but want to get, keep the in state talent home. So, uh, really like this. CJ, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like we've, we've talked about, uh, Phil Simi, um, and now with, with Mincy, if you were able to get those guys, those are two of the top 10 safeties in the class. Um, then that would be a big deal, especially what we've talked about for the last couple of weeks about how thin the safety room is and how much we really need some some help and some depth and some you know really good talent in that room. Um, now that Corey Raymond's in charge of the entire secondary, I mean he's really just kind of putting in the work, you know, trying to get these kids to come on ahead, you know, get get into class. Um, I, I think that uh, the defensive back room is going to be a lot like the wide receiver room is right now it's like y'all, y'all need to come on and get in before you know where you get left you know you need to go ahead and get on before you get run over so uh you know these, these kids are definitely going to get ready to come into this class and i, I like zay mincy i think that would be a great addition I, I think we're trending really well with them i would me, definitely love to have him let me let me while you're on that and you're talking about kids jumping in this class you know i almost forgot this and, and easy to do it's 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 the forgotten name from recruiting past uh Fred Gaskin III was back on campus this weekend as well. A guy that we talked about, um, golly, we were talking about him visiting last December and things like that. And then he just kind of fell out of of favor, I believe, with the 
former safeties coach, but it appears like we've circled the wagons back on on him. Yeah, definitely. I was a big fan of Fred Gaskin the third. I was kind of disappointed when we stopped recruiting him. I like this. I like this tape. I like his footwork. The guy seems like a gamer. He's from right down the road at Vanguard. Um, you know, to me, I, if he's coming back around to it, and now that we have a different safeties coach, to get a kid that didn't even push you in his top eight to change his mind, that would be huge to me. I feel like he. I feel like he probably wants to be here. Definitely, I think he wants to stay in the state. Um, you know, so that would be really cool to, to change his mind on it. But like I said, you've got these spots and they're going to start filling up here shortly of uh, kids already just getting into class. You know, so if you're going to make a decision, you need to make it now. You see, you, you guys see us taking two, Boatwright, Mincy, and I'm not. I think, I think what you're going to see and, and, um, is probably two corners, two nickels, and two safeties. I think six overall in the group. We know. We like the flexibility of guys that can kind of I, – I know Corey wants those guys that can kind of play a safety nickel kind of, you know, wherever he needs a guy maybe to step in and, and know both positions. You're seeing it already with uh, Sharif Denson playing on nickel, you know, all that. Um, but I think that's kind of how your breakout's going to do is like a <clears> – excuse me, a two, two, and two in that. Gotcha. Um, and hey, man, it, it's we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about this in just a second. We got one more visitor I want to discuss, and then we're gonna kind of talk about the next week or so and what we're expecting. Um, came out today a story about a visitor that we're gonna be getting Friday. Texas A&M commit um, Dylan Edwards Evans, excuse me, is visiting on Friday, six four two sixty, at a Longview, Texas, number hundred fifty five overall guy in the composite, and a great defensive end prospect. Like I mentioned, committed to Texas A&M, but I want to give a big shout out to somebody. We talk about the connection that DJ has with Texas. Guys, we can't even not talk about the effect that Coach Joe Hamilton has had on recruiting for this team. Um, A lot of people would say, I I know, shout out to to Heisman out there, big time Gator. Um, he'll tell you right now, DJ Lagway would not be in this class if it wasn't for Joe Hamilton and the work that Batman's put in. This guy is an unsung hero that has really got us deep into recruiting in the state of Texas. So, um, you know, great defensive end product. Hopefully maybe we can convince him that maybe, hey, you might want to get out of Texas, man. Maybe that ain't the place for you. Um, Because we need some defensive ends in this class. I mean, if you if you look up and down, you know, last year there were all kinds of guys we were looking at at defensive end. This year, it's it's the the in state talent at tackle and defensive end in the state of Florida is is kind of void in yeah, comparison not, to last year. Yeah, exactly. That was Whereas point. you look at Texas, you, you got this guy, you got Colin Simmons. I mean, you know, a ton, you know, just a lot of of good recruits. So it looks as though if we're going to get these defensive end products, we're going to have to go. <laughs> we're going to have to go fishing for them somewhere else unless you just take a prospect you know or you know a a project guy which i mean maybe you have the luxury of doing a little bit you you've kind of secured you know your defensive end position is not in terrible shape but Mm. you would much rather grab you a stud and 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 stack them in there and get the best guy you know possible on the field because you know powell and um princely don't have much longer here and then, you know, you start looking at Boone. You've got Boone. 
and the rest are kind of unknown. So, guys, this next week, man, I'm thinking, you know, um, we got we're about one week out from the spring game when y'all will be listening to this podcast tomorrow. Be one week away from the spring game, and I really got a feeling that. We could we could be having a uh, show next week where we're talking about quite a few kids might be uh on the verge of popping. You got a, a great visitor list coming together, which we'll break down on the next show. We'll know for sure who all's coming. We know prospects like uh, <clears throat> Xavier Filsamy is coming, you know, and there's rumors of other guys that could be here as far as that goes. But DJ might be back. That's you know I believe that's the word on the street. It, it feels like any kind of time that we have a major event in Gainesville, DJ is going to be in town for it, as well as you would want your star quarterback and slash recruiter to be. Um, CJ, I'll start with you, man. What's your general feeling about what could happen here in the next week? Um, I've heard a lot of good stuff. I've heard a lot of stuff of just like, you know, yeah, we're going to have some, you know, commits at the spring game if they can wait that long. Um, so the kids definitely, we've definitely got some in the, in the pocket. I don't know names. I don't know any of that, but I'm just the general vibe that goes around that people have put out there is we've got a lot of good feedback, you know, from these kids and we've got a lot of good information coming in that we could be looking at some really big time commits, uh, coming around the spring game. And that would be great. And, and I've got a good vibe about it. I've got a good feeling about it. There's different names getting added every day of kids who are like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to beat the spring game. Um, so it, that's that's really encouraging. Um, you know, again, you got to see it happen. You know, the old, the old saying is, "Don't don't tell me about the labor, just show me the baby." Um, <laughs> so you got to you got to see it happen. You got to see the 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 final product here. We've got to see the end goal come come to life at this point. Uh, we could talk about how great everything seems right now, but if we get there the next week and all those silent commits say silent, then you're, you know, you're kind of like, oh, well, that's that's not great. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to be okay. I think that this is going to be a, a big week coming up here. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of exciting things happen that I'm I'm excited for. So uh, definitely, just enjoy the ride right now. But just keep it, you know, keep a positive outlook right now because it really does seem like we have some good things that are coming our way. Yeah, real quick, Wes, before you give your your point on this to something CJ said, you know, look, we saw Billy have a plan for this in multiple times last year, and we saw it hit and we saw it miss to 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 gr- to just you know drive up the momentum for these events. We saw it for Friday Night Lights, and it paid off. You know, we had multiple commitments, four or five kids committed within the span of like two weeks, and they were planned out. Like some of those kids committed at Friday Night Lights. Like uh, Jaden Robinson was one I know, and they were like, "No, nah, what's? I need you to hold off till this day." It was the same day that Baxter was announcing that he was going to Texas. You know, just a little strategic work there. But and then we saw it happen again, like the LSU weekend. You know, put all the eggs into that basket and really didn't come away with much from it, except some silence. You know, <laughs> that that we ended up getting nothing for. So. I'm really hoping that we've reached this point and it sounds like we have from all the info that we've gotten that Billy Napier is at that point where he's like, no, either you're going to want to be a Gator and you're, you're good to go public with it. 
or we're going to go, we're going to keep shopping and find somebody that that is. So don't, you know, like you said, <laughs> I don't want the pains. Just give me the damn baby. And that's, mm. I think that's where Billy Napier is kind of at right now. Wes, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I expect next week to be a great podcast, a fun podcast, talking about guys who want to be Gators. Uh, I don't think we're doing – Billy's doing it like you just was talking about, the the silent anymore. If you want to be – I think he got burned uh, from what I've been hearing and seeing that he doesn't care too much care for the silent thing anymore. Either you want to be a Gator and we're the type of university that if you want to be a part of our university – we shouldn't be kept hidden type thing. So you got to love that. Um, we are the UF and that's how we should be uh, held. Unless you're DJ Lagway and saying, we, I think we talked about this before too. I'm yeah. going to commit next week, coach. Okay, that's fine. But I want to wait two months and take these visits. Nah, that, that type of thing. I think like I said, if you're a top 20 commit, you can get away with that. Yeah, yeah. Anyone so, under that? Nah, show me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do expect next week to be big time from everything uh that that that's been uh relayed so uh we should be looking at maybe three two three commits uh i, I will say the minimum at two uh and, and 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 that's gonna be exciting for for the program uh it could be more but I, i'm saying right now minimum yeah two. Be, best to temper expectations and and yeah. be pleasantly surprised <laughs> Yeah. Right, you know, and you get all these kids together and you get them on campus and you're shooting off fireworks and they're looking at, you know, the view. Momentum studio. is contagious. You know, you get caught. Some kids get wrapped up in it. You know, they just get wrapped it's up in it. They're like, this is where I want to be. And that's what, it, that's what the support staff comes into play and, and some good food and, and good conversation and just enjoying and saying, you know, I can do this. I can, I can see myself here enjoying this type of right. environment. You know, as far as when I go to college, and, and that that's what it's all about. And let's and let's be honest, guys. From a fan base opinionated, uh, you know, point of view, Billy needs this to be big time because that's how he's selling it. As oh, we're going to have a spring game on a Thursday because it gives us a recruiting advantage. When you know, and the fan base is going to be like, well, I better see something come out of that because right. I can't come down and go to the spring game or tailgate or you know, or bring my kids to the spring game. You know, so a lot of people are upset and have been, you know, when that when the announcement was made, we're doing it on Thursday again this year. Well, the way you quiet that is, well, okay, well, here's two, three, four commitments. It it paid off pretty good. You know, that's how you tell people, okay, well, as long as it's working, I'll 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 be cool with it. You know. That's right. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it for recruiting this week, man. Like I said, just busy, busy, busy on the recruiting front. Kids coming and going. We try to keep y'all updated on our Facebook and our Twitter page at Respect Our DCN. Check it out. We try to retweet and quote tweet it. Any kids that are visiting and, you know, uh, tweets that they put out as how they like their visit and everything. So please always make sure you're uh, following us there on those two platforms. We'll keep y'all updated on all of this as, as news comes out. Not a lot of team news right now, guys. Kids are, you know, spring practice is going on, but there hasn't been anything really to come of it. Um, no no real, you know, earth-shattering news. Kids are just out there practicing, and that's what it is. If it, When and if there is news of such, we'll talk about it. But for right now, man, I want CJ to tell us more about this baseball team that keeps knocking the ball out of the damn park every time I – 
turn around, it's we've done scored five more runs. CJ, how'd they do this week? Uh, all right, uh, we get into uh, we go into the series. We're playing Auburn. Uh, we ended up winning the series, but starts off rough on a Friday night. Brandon Sprout has a very un-Brandon Sprout game. Like, it's not it, – it, I saw a lot of panic, and I'm like, guys like, – Some nights you just have a bad night, man. Just Pitching's like that. Some nights a pitcher just shows up, and he ain't got it. And, might have um, a little blister on your hand or whatever. Who knows? And you might have – he might have been let go too long. You know, maybe he should have been pulled earlier. Um, but you end up losing that game 10-1. to 1. Um but you know the the rest of the game was pretty pretty solid after you know Sprout was pulled as far as on the mound. Uh, the bats never really came alive. You know you get down in that deep of a hole. The way the other team pitches to you is is really frustrating um, because they're really just throwing to strikes. You know because they have such a big lead. There's no way to walk. You know there's no real way to work yourself on base. And we didn't see any of that happen. But you come back the next night um, and you end up being the comeback kids to the next two nights where you get down and then you storm back and you beat Auburn, you end up scoring 29 runs in the next two games, which is insane. Um, guys, the bullpen has really impressed with that series. Bullpen looked much better. Uh, we really saw like the only pains we had were really from the starting pitchers, which, you know, you know, they'll, they're going to be fine. Um, you know, but to see the bullpen really start to come alive, and those guys get more comfortable in their rotation. That's great. Um, last night we played Bethune-Cookman. Uh, Bethune-Cookman, uh, we give Yol Tejada takes the start. He gives up three runs in, in the first inning, and you know everybody starts to really kind of worry. But Yol, he settles in. Uh, we see Cleet uh, Hartzog come in, and he does a great job. Gators end up winning eight to four. Um, you know, again, Yol Tejada is a kid who's who's really young. He comes in, he's got a lot of nerves. You know, your family's there watching you pitch. You give up those three runs, he eventually settles in, and that's just going to get better as you play more. I mean, that's just all there is to it. The more you're out there, the more you're in that spot, the better off you're going to be. Uh, we've really seen a lot this week from, you know, not necessarily just our usual suspects of uh, the Langford, the Wyatt, uh, you know, Wyatt Langford, Jack Caglione, Josh Rivera. They all had solid weekends for sure, but – a lot of the, the on-base stuff, a lot of the hits and the home runs, that all came from uh, Luke Heyman, came from Tyler Shellnut. Uh, those guys really stepped up this week. Um, Michael Robertson continues to get on base. He's been on base in every game so far that he's played, which is insane. Um, so, you know, you're having a great run for your, like, your lineup really starting to come together and not just have three guys that can really hit it. You're making sure you have five, six, seven guys in that lineup that can really tear the cover off the ball. But all that to be said, we're going to Knoxville. It is officially Tennessee hate week. we got to go play the Hillbillies in Knoxville. They swept us last year. They beat us in the SEC championship tournament. We need to go up there and take care of business. LSU took them down. Uh, LSU is the best team in the country, so they're coming off of that licking their wounds. I really think that that we can go up there and take care of business. If you could go up there to Knoxville and take that series, it'll make a big statement about where we are as as a program, as where this team is right now, um, because that's this is our first real, real tough team that we're going to play. It's a road game. 
Uh, you know, we went to Ole Miss and played them on the road, the defending national champions, but Ole Miss has kind of been a slump this year. They haven't been what they were last year. Tennessee is, is again, Tennessee's not as good as they were last year, but it's still a really good team. They're still a really, really good team. They're really high-ranked uh, inside the top ten. So it's a, it's a big test for us to go on the road to Knoxville, play the Tennessee Volunteers, got to come away with the series win. The Gators right now are 3-0 and in their series against the SEC, 7-0 and in all the series we've played thus far. We haven't lost a series yet. I mean, the guys are playing great baseball. You just need to go up there and you need to take care of business. Lost in all this, too. Uh, Coach O'Sullivan gets his 650th win. 650 wins for Kevin O'Sullivan, which is a massive milestone to really test to how great a coach he is. And I, I've always said that um, – Sully really needs to get mentioned more in the Urban Meyer, Steve Spurrier, Billy Donovan kind of ranks of how important he's been to the University of Florida, um, how great he's made us of a, like a, a baseball program. The University of Florida had 10 opening day starters, more than anybody else in the MLB. Uh, we were tied with Vanderbilt. Nobody had more than us. So, that, that's just a testament to how good this guy's recruited. He's done for us. So again, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at it like that. And that's 650 wins for Sullivan. That's a great mark. And uh, you know, the Gators look to increase that win total when they go to Knoxville. I think it's also worth noting that the Florida state Seminoles have lost 10 games in a row. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I love, I love that. Uh, I love that they trolled us for losing to Jacksonville early in the season. And then they end up losing to Jacksonville. How about Jacksonville though? They beat us, Miami and Florida state, man. They got the oh, trifecta. Man, they, 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 they run the state, right? <laughs> they run their state champs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show, man. Short, sweet to the point. Lots of moving parts. Next week ought to be a good show. And guys, we do, we are planning on doing something after the spring game as a wrap-up, kind of talk about it. We haven't quite decided how we're going to approach it yet, but more than likely we will have kind of a, a, a extra uh, added-on episode next week where we discuss the goings-on of the spring game, both on the field and hopefully some some fireworks off the field. So it's going to be a fun week, man. Y'all, y'all keep tuned in. Stuff will be coming hot and heavy on the recruiting front. So hopefully we'll have a lot of great information to share to you, and then hopefully our Gators look good in the spring game, man, and we get some uh, some good insights on what we're going to be looking into next year as far as play on the field. So with that being said, guys, as always, make sure you subscribe to the episode on um, on, on our YouTube page. We really uh, can't thank you enough for those who have subscribed and hope that if you are on the fence, you would consider going ahead and doing so, man. It, Helps us a great deal. And as CJ mentioned in the intro, we've got this giveaway going for the hat that he's wearing. If you're watching on the YouTube, you see it. If you're listening to the podcast and you're like, man, I wonder what that damn hat looks like. Well, maybe you should go over to the YouTube page and check that out and subscribe while you're there. Like the video and drop us a comment and then you're entered in to win one. That's how it works. Seems pretty simple. And as always, guys, make sure if you're just listening to podcasts, you go ahead and download each and every episode. We appreciate you a ton. CJ, you got anything to add before we jump? We just want to thank you guys for supporting us as creators. If you want to go to the Patreon, go to the Facebook, follow us on Twitter, leave comments, likes, anything we do to interact with the fans. Make sure you're you're participating in that. That helps us out a bunch. It helps us gauge 
uh, fan interest. If we post something that doesn't get the normal traction that it does, it lets us know that maybe we need to try something different. It helps us get a good gauge on what we're doing as creators and what you guys want to see and want to hear from us. So just make sure that you guys are invested with us. It really helps us out. If you guys have anything to say in the comments, whether it be good, bad, whatever, just let us know. Tell us how we're doing. It really helps us out a bunch as creators to to know what the feedback is and how you guys are receiving this information. And as always, guys, before Wes takes us home, uh, make sure on Saturday morning you check out the newest episode of Pod of the People, the, question, the, the show where we take your questions and get some answers to them. And we'll also be talking about our community question this week, which was, who was your favorite Gator growing up? And we'll have that out for you Saturday morning. Uh, look, go to our Facebook page and you'll see the questionnaire up. And if you if you still got time, we'll probably be recording that episode tomorrow. If you want to go ahead and drop us a question, you can. Thank you. All right, Wes, take us home, man. Yeah, appreciate it, Hirsch. You guys covered all the bases. Uh, so I won't uh, speak on anything you guys just said. But uh, as they said, uh, we really thank all of you guys for your support. Those who already subscribed, liked, and commented, uh, can't thank you enough. And to our veterans out there, uh, we, we support you. We thank you for your service to our country. And those uh, who are listening, who may be spouses of, of veterans or children, uh, we thank you as well for your parents or, or your spouse's service to us because you really, truly serve as well with supporting them. So we thank all you guys uh, for the support. We love you guys, and we salute you guys. And as always, go Gators. Go Gators, guys. Go Gators. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.